Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. As you can tell, I'm still a little bit sick, but hopefully that'll clear up soon, um, at least by the end of the year. But um, I'm really excited about this episode to share it with you guys because we had a blast recording it. I know I say that a lot, but this was probably one of the, my favorite times recording. Um, we had like our... We had everything set up. We had an in-studio guest. It was uh, Chase Kahlo from the Indie PopCon. He's one of uh, he's one of the guys that's putting together the convention that we're going to go to in May. Um, so, and it, it's just a great episode. We originally wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and just Tolkien in general, but we got we got really sidetracked, and and it was a lot of fun. It's actually probably one of my one of the best episodes that we've recorded, I would say. Um, so, I hope you enjoy that. Um, uh, of course, you can find Indie Popcon online at indiepopcon.com. Check it out; they have a ton of ton of really cool guests lined up, lined up, and uh, and also they're they're putting special interest into like cosplay and different facets of nerddom. And it looks like it's going to be really awesome. Um, the day after we recorded, actually, like immediately after we finished recording, uh, we uh, it was announced or. Um, it was announced that Kevin Eastman was going is going to be at Indie Popcorn. He's the guy that created uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that not only is he going to be there, but there's going to be like a big 30th anniversary um, um, turtle event. Pretty much, it's going to be it's going to be kind of fit a tone throughout the weekend. So, if you're in the Indianapolis area, definitely definitely look for uh, Indie Popcorn and, and look into checking it out. And we're going to be there, like I said. Uh, we're going to have a booth and all that. We're going to hopefully give away some free stuff and record throughout the weekend. So definitely do that. Um, other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, the music that you're hearing right now is uh, from Star Tissue. Um, check them out on Facebook and uh, Sound, uh, SoundCloud. Um, you'll be able to find the links in the show notes and all that. All the links in the show notes. So. Uh, without further ado, here is the Obsessive Viewer Podcast with special guest Chase Kahlo of Indie Popcorn. Hope you enjoy. But, um, yeah, awesome. dude, it's definitely like if you watch cartoons as a kid, it hits everything. Nice. Um, Stephen Colbert was the voice of Dr. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, Nathan Fillion was the Spider-Man in it. Oh, wow. Only their Spider-Man shoots the web out of his butt. Oh, as it should be, you know? <laughs> and so yeah, you're like, yeah. that makes sense. It's a cartoon, you can get away with it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, awesome. I, I definitely recommend it. Um, and I don't know if it's like on Netflix or anything like that, but I mean, if you guys want, like, I've got Matt's number now. Mm-hmm. I've got all, I've got, f- the fifth season isn't out on disc yet, mm-hmm. but you guys are more than welcome to borrow them if you ever oh, want to watch them. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So. Nice. By the way, cool. is sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a little sick. I'm, I was going to make out with you so hard. I know. Now, yeah. yep. Well, it's not contagious. It's just an ear infection. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting over being sick, so uh, my ear is popping. Yeah. So, just FYI. Okay, I went ahead and started recording like a minute and a half ago, but we'll um, get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, you can just edit <laughs> however you want. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Is Tiny there? I can't hear Tiny. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, Tiny. <laughs> hey, bud. What's going on, man? 
Womp Bears play today or they play tomorrow? They play tomorrow. They're the Monday night game. And the Lions lost, but oh. the Packers won. So now the Bears are in third place on account of the Lions tie. Interesting. Or the uh, Packers tie, I mean. It is interesting. Is anybody really good in the <laughs> NFC this year? In the NFC, the Seahawks are really good. Other than that, no. <laughs> okay, sports Boom. talk over. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So I've got a really quick anecdotal story about me trying to, like everybody where I used to work loves sports. And so I really wanted to fit in. And so I was on this cruise with my girlfriend at the time and they had ESPN on. And so I was watching ESPN and they had something on there about um Tom Brady, right? Okay. And about how like their, their front quarterback or whatever, he was injured. And they're like, oh, we'll bring in this guy, Tom Brady, and see what he can do. And so I Drew got Bledsoe. back. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. And so I got back and I was like relating the story to work. And I'm like, oh, dude, I got topical sports things. Like, I'm so awesome. <laughs> and what I didn't realize was I was somehow watching like a fat, a flashback clip <laughs> from like 10 years ago. That's funny. I was thinking you were telling a story from 10 years exactly. ago. Exactly. No, exactly. And I felt that was the best way to present it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was like six months ago. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So I gave up officially. Now, whenever they, I just say sports, 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 sports. sports. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Like Mike and Tiny, they do their little sports thing, and I just sit here and just go over like whatever notes I have for the episode, or I just check Twitter yeah. and all that. So. And he always ends it. He's he doesn't have a good way of like segueing, so he'll just go <laughs> sports, sports, <laughs> and that's our sports. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Former so. jock. So okay, it's hard for me to let go. No, no, my brother's the same way. <laughs> like he's um he's six eight, like two eighty. To the point where, like, he didn't like football, but, like, Purdue was, like, just, we don't care if you know how to do it or whatever. We just want your body, you know? <laughs> but he was a nerd. Like, he grew up the same as me, and our dad just oh, raised wow. us as nerds. But he was always in a jock's body. So he always had that hard time with it. Jeez. And so, but it's crazy because he doesn't watch sports anymore, but anybody talks to him about it, and he still has, like, this residual knowledge that creeps yeah. me out, you know? He's wow. like, well, and... Indiana's defense isn't really good this this year at all. I'm like, dude, you haven't watched sports in like three years. It's just, you know, that's how it goes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right. All right, let me get this uh, kicked off. I'll go ahead and intro us. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer. <laughs> uh, I'm joined today with uh, Tiny, who you can find at, at Obsessive Tiny, and Mike at I am Mike White on Twitter. Um, say hi, you guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Cool. And then we also have a special in-studio guest today. It's uh, Chase Kahlo. Yes. Oh, yes, uh, with uh, Indie PopCon, uh, which is a convention that's going to be hitting Indianapolis in late May, uh, the last weekend of May, I believe. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to have our own booth and all that. Um, and we uh, we brought him on to talk about the convention and uh, uh, our main topic of the day. So, uh, Chase, how's it going? Oh, it's going amazing. I'm sitting here in this studio, and it's, it's so luxurious. There's so many cords and wires. Studio in quotation. I know. Yeah. There's all these did they, sweet did they get you your coffee? And uh, I brought my own coffee, but they got you me did. water. Yeah. They were such sweet gentlemen. Good, good, good. Yes. I, I am, I am, uh, I'm here via Skype, by the way, listeners. That's why I, I don't know what it looks like. They could all be... Uh, pantsless for all I know. <laughs> I most certainly walked into this house with no pants, but yeah, what course. we did since you weren't able to be here is I brought a life model decoy and we just have that sitting here and yeah. any 
audio coming out is just pumping right out the, the yes. mouth of that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. He's got his own headphones and everything. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chase, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, Indie Popcon? Cause it kind of came up, uh, at least my, the way that I came across it was a friend of mine just retweeted uh, a tweet from you guys saying, We'd like to be on anyone's podcast or everything. I'm like, I have a podcast, so <laughs> we're desperate. Um, yeah, and I hadn't oh, really, uh, <laughs> and I hadn't really heard anything about the convention or anything. And then, um, yeah, so uh, uh, tell us about it. <laughs> All right, I would be more than happy to. Um, so it came up with, I can't remember even how long ago we officially launched the website and things like that. But there's uh, eight of us. Um, at the core of the group that are basically doing everything for it right now. And all of us except one are local to Indianapolis and stuff like that. So, um, how it basically came together was, you know, out of the eight of us, there were, you know, a few that were really hardcore into comics. There were a few that were really hardcore into gaming and stuff like that. Um, and so the comic people were like, we really want a comic book convention here. And this is before, um, the other convention had announced in March. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, they really want that. And then I was one of the people I volunteer at Gen Con every year, and I've been doing that for like eight years. Um, I was like, I'd really love another gaming convention too. Cause I mean, once a year is great, you know, but it's like, if I can have more of that, um, it'd be awesome. And so like kind of we all like weird serendipitously like got together, you know, we're like, let's do this. And so we like sat down and. In true nerd fashion, we had a giant D and D rollout like dry erase map, and so we started like scatterbraining, writing out all of our ideas. That's fantastic. Um, and so what we came up with, you know, once we narrowed it down a bit, because there were some pretty like we we were like, yo, we need to get a Quidditch match going on here because they do nice. that, and I watched the yeah. video and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they just got one little dude running around like he's the snitch, and it's just great. But anyways. Um, so what we wanted to do was, you know, you're seeing a lot of bigger conventions that are coming around now that are labeling themselves as popular culture conventions. Um, and so that's basically when you state that it's a way that you can encompass everything that's, you know, nerd or geek in mm-hmm. uh, popular culture. Mm-hmm. And so what we really wanted to do, and I think at our core is while we want, like we are a popular culture convention, our primary goal is that we want to attract the comic book person, the gaming person. All these different things, cosplay and all that. And we want to make our convention a place where you can come in. And if you're, you know, really into comics, you have a chance to learn about all these other things. You know, you could realize like right now there are a bunch of deck building games and board games for Marvel and DC. You know, so if you were just like, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people that are like, I just read the comics. Now you have a chance to play this or play that. You know, as well as a, we just want to make it where like everybody can come and learn and have a really great yes. time. Um, uh, treating, so. treating different facets of nerddom as kind of gateway nerd stuff to other stuff. I, I, your drug dealers kind of. Cool, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're your, we're your, uh, your neighborhood pusher man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. That's really cool though, because a lot of people that are into comics or into gaming or whatever, they're into other stuff too. So mm-hmm. it's not, uh, you know, maybe in the past people just fit into one category but i think so many people now are just they're into so many different things it's it's so broad now so that's kind of a really really great idea yeah and i mean the, the thing i the one category because if like you were to go to our website you would see like we've basically broken up how the convention is going to be by all these different categories that we're going to have mm-hmm. and i think the the best example of of it is 
the cosplay uh, genre that we really want to have like an awesome costume contest. But I think a lot of it is like, there's so many of us. I mean, if you're a nerd, like how many times when you were a kid, did you dress up and like your dad or your, you know, like you found whatever clothes you needed, you know, like I was a Jedi using my dad's robe, absolutely, you know, and all this stuff. And so like cosplay, it's just, it's costume play, you know? So it's like your opportunity to make that outfit, whether it be like a halo outfit or a Batman outfit. And I think a lot of people want to do it, but they're very kind of hesitant because it's like, you see pictures of people online, you know, you see like an Iron Man with like a lifting helmet, you know, like an automated lifting helmet. You're like, I can't do this. I'm not even going to try. And so like, (laughs) we're going to have like panels and workshops, you know, all, um, we're going to set it up so that the vendors who are selling cosplay stuff, we're going to get some volunteers there so that if people go up, they can be like, I want to do it. I have no idea. Uh, like this is where you start that is so rad so it's like i mean usually at cons you see people doing cosplay um but you guys are kind of providing cosplay that's definitely what we as an experience that's That's awesome awesome. very cool yeah so and we're gonna have as opposed to just one big um cosplay contest like on saturday we're gonna do three one each day and so Um, the main one will be, you know, Saturday and then we're going to have, we haven't figured out the days on Friday or Sunday yet, but one of them is going to basically be, and, and don't hold me to this cause we still have to confirm and make sure it's all going to happen. But the idea that we want to do is people either bring like a certain amount of articles or we have a certain amount of things there. And then it's mm-hmm. like you pick a category and then you have to try and take what you have and turn it into a costume for it. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. People it's, be into nice. that, man. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, I've totally like, it's, it's so funny since I've started, you know, really picking things up and doing a lot of stuff for PopCon. Um, I've had an opportunity, like I was able to leave the job that I was at. And so I started, um, trying to blacksmith myself, um, <laughs> which is so much fun. Uh, I was sitting there and like, I had, I had the metal and, and the fire and I pulled it out and I'm like, just smash it with a hammer. Cause that's what I've seen in movies. Right. That's you know, right, so that's right. what I think. And then I pull a bucket of water out and I'm just like, I just I don't really even want to hit it or anything. I just want to hear that quench. <laughs> like, it's amazing. And I throw That's it back awesome. in, right? And I go online and I'm, I'm reading about, you know, how to do it. And they're like, you temper it at the end. Yeah. They're like, every time you yeah. put it in water, you're making it more brittle. And I was like, crap. Jeez. So. That's pretty funny. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and you guys just had, um, the other day you had a community event. Is there going to be more of those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what all like did it entail? I meant to go to it, but I, I work nights, so. Yeah, no, 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 that that makes sense. I, yeah, I I meant to go to it as well. I had a, an art, um, event that I had to go to, um, because that's another side thing that I do. But, um, so what we wanted to do basically is have community events since we're all here from, like, all of us are from Indianapolis to, you know, help gather support, um, make a forum so that people from the community can come and tell us what they're interested in. Because that's really, that's another core value for us is unlike other conventions where they're like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. You sign up and that's it. Like we are, if you have an idea and you want to make it happen, just let us know, you know, Mm -hmm. like we just want this to be as much fan based, you know, and, and it's development as us. Um, because it's like, if you have a great idea and we haven't thought about it, I don't want to miss out just because I wasn't the one to come up with it, you know? Um, so the community events were a place, you know, where people can come bring up ideas and stuff. Also, we want to keep ourselves kind of just in, in the local public's mind. Yeah. Um, so the first one that we had was just like a Q and a with the eight of us. Um, 
and that was up in the Keystone area, uh, okay. like Clearwater Crossing, um, which is so far north. Um, <laughs> and so, and again, this one that we just had on, was it, la- uh, it was last night. Yeah, My yeah. days all go together now. <laughs> uh, it was at Ebash, which I, I had never heard of. I hadn't heard about it either. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically <laughs> it's this giant place where you can play computer and video games. That's so um, awesome. Cool. And so we had that to... That was basically, we had that one because it was right at the halfway marker for our Kickstarter campaign that we're doing. Okay. Um, so I heard it, it went out really well. Um, the, the event did. Um, and then we started doing like some door prizes and stuff like that. I donated a, um, a Chewbacca mini bus that I've been holding on to from wow. Empire. So awesome. he's got the mask on. Nice. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, and you know, like we just want, we want to keep doing them. You know, and, and what we want to do is each one's going to be different in terms of this one was more like the gaming aspect. So we might have okay. one that's going to be more like the cosplay aspect. Nice. Um, I know that we're trying to team up with the Naptown Roller Girls and hopefully do one that's a skating one <laughs> so you can skate cool. with the Naptown Roller Girls. Nice. So, <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the whole thing. Yeah. We're, we're all excited for it. We're, uh, we're pumped to, to get, to get to it. Cause we, we haven't, we've never done anything like that. We just started the podcast back in June. And so we're just really excited to just go and be like in the, in the mix with a bunch of other people and, and talk to people. And it's, all that. I mean, and it's going to be great for you guys in the sense that like you just buy like a case of five hour energies, right? And you will <laughs> literally be able to interview the entire time you're there. You know, there's yeah. going to be people walking around, you know, there's going to be artists there. There's going to be game developers there. Just all sorts nice. of people that are like, Unlike me, you know, I'm like a low level type interviewer. You'd be like, Hey, big, I don't know a name or whatever, but somebody, yeah, come here. You know, talk to I'm us. particularly looking forward to Dave Dorman, the, the Star Wars artist. Yeah. Basically, if you've seen anything drawn from the nineties of Star Wars, it was Dave Dorman. Uh, so that's, that's particularly exciting for me. I can't, I can't wait for that. That's awesome. But all kinds of that stuff. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm just looking forward to, to walking around and taking it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys on our website for Dave Dorman, because we have like a sliding view gallery and some of his art. Mm-hmm. And the one that like every time I look at it, it just, I, I just get so angry because I can't own it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like Darth Vader fighting Captain America. Oh, that's oh, awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, best mashup ever. Someone made this happen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um. Uh. Yeah, and I'll go in real quick. Uh, so the Kickstarter that we're doing, yeah. basically how that worked is we have paid for our convention, our main convention hall, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, we're going to have over a hundred thousand square feet. Um, and it's going really well in terms of, you know, getting vendors in, uh, artists and all that stuff. And what we ran across was the way that we had it laid out, we weren't going to have nearly as much space for actual gaming as we wanted. You know, and a lot of people were coming up to us and they're like, well, we'd really like to do this event, do that event. And we're like, um, I don't like, we're looking at space, you know, and trying to figure out a way. And so we decided the the best way was we were going to try and we're doing the Kickstarter where basically if we can complete the Kickstarter, then we can rent another hall oh, for the weekend. Oh. So then that way we'll have a whole hall that we can do all sorts of gaming things. Oh, That's yeah. where we can have the cosplay contest. Oh. Um, and our goal is if we can meet the extended, um, reward, like whatever the extended goal is, cause I think 12,000 is our initial goal. And I've, we've met that, but nice. if we can meet like the next one, then we can keep it open 24 hours. 
Oh, so wow. then as That's the exhibit cool. hall closes, you know, people can go and play whatever. And really That's for awesome. me, um, like I'm one of the, like the gaming nerds in mm-hmm. our, in our core eight group. I really like my goal is I'm going to be acquiring and trying to find other people to help teach just old and defunct games that oh, you played when you were a kid, you know, and you're nice. like the old Star Wars card game where you're like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys played it. Yes. It was, it was I, so rigged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because you needed like, you needed Vader, you needed Solo, you needed all these things, right? And yep. they were all like $50 cards. Yes. And I'm like a, I'm like a 12-year-old, you know? So they were ridiculous. Wow. My I had a good friend uh who pulled a Star Destroyer from just, you know, a pack of cards. And I never played again cuz he would just beat me every time. Exactly. That's <laughs> that exactly it. what happened. It was like that risk scenario where you just throw all the pieces to the ground and curse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. Um yeah. Yeah, so that's that's great. We're really looking forward to it. Um, can you tell us any uh, any other names that are that are going to be any any people that you got booked for? Yeah. Um, and again, pretty much the only people we can like officially tell are the people that are posted up on our website. Um, and we're still in talks with a lot more. Um, nice. we have a few right now that are probably like, and and I never want to rank people, especially celebrities, in terms of how high they are. Right. Right. But I mean, we we're definitely still reaching for for the the top tiers, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and we're just waiting to hear back. Okay. Um, from some of them, but right now we've got a, uh, and I say it wrong every time. I always say the baseball player. It's not Joe DiMaggio. It's John DiMaggio. <laughs> John DiMaggio. <laughs> so the voice of Bender. Um, he's doing Adventure Time right now. Um, he's going to be there. We have Esme nice. Bianco, who's nice. from Game of Thrones, which I don't yes. know if you guys watched that. Oh, right? oh yeah. I was actually just rewatching the first season and saw her there. And it's yeah, like, you saw it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just like, like if I ever get an interview or anything, it'd just be awkward. It would be so. It would be so <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Uh, hi, uh, uh, it's like uh, an obsessive viewer. <laughs> exactly. That's not gonna help anything. Um, uh, so we've got those two. You know, we've got Dave Dorman, uh, like Mike was saying. We also have. Um, Man, I, this is always my weakest point because I mess up names so often. Um, but we've got Guy Gilchrist, Norman Brayfogle. Um, these are like comic people. We have, uh, Tom Bancroft. Um, uh, we've got three or four professional cosplayers coming in. Oh, nice. Um, ladies that are super gifted in every meaning of the word. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That makes gotcha. sense. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You see, okay. Yeah. yeah, you see what I'm saying. Um, so again, check out the website. Uh, nice. <laughs> but aside from that, we've got a bunch of other artists and I'm not saying their names, not because I don't remember them because they're awesome, but I'm just not sure if I'm going to say it right. Okay. So, and I'm also trying to get you to go to the website. So right, there's, right. there's a couple other ones. Nice. Um, and I'm sure I've, I have forgotten some. So. IndiePopCon.com again. Yes, IndiePopCon.com. Just to keep saying as many times as possible. Yeah. And I'll put the link in the, in the show notes and all that. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to sit and type it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, business aside, Chase, what are your, uh, like, where do you fall in the nerd spectrum? Uh, like, what, what would you look forward to were you not running IndiePopCon? Like, what would you be looking to see? Um, probably the most interesting to me is, is right now, like the chance to work with some high level cosplayers. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, really the thing is like ever since I, like, I remember like some of the first memories of my dad was him on this old, like 86 computer, uh, whatever it was playing with those giant eight inch floppies. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was playing dungeon crawls. 
where like it's like you go in there and you have to type in like look at desk, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like nothing in desk. Oh, turn to right, and like he'd exit the room and then it's like insert next disc. And I'm like, this oh, wow. is amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was, I was raised on just board games, comics, all that stuff. And so all of it is so amazingly interesting to me. Um, my, my primary focus is, um, right now I've made the very poor decision to start collecting, uh, statues and bus. Oh, uh, oh, oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pricey. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, they don't take a yeah. space or anything. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's like, it's not like I live in a studio apartment. Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> um, but so on the purchasing end, there's that. Um, I definitely, there's some panels that we're hoping to do. Um, and there's a few things that we haven't been able to 100% confirm yet. Um, and I would love to be able to come back on when we do confirm them and tell oh, you absolutely. all about them because those are the things I'm most excited about. Nice. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like it, I want to so badly just to tell <laughs> yeah. other people, you know, cause I'm just <laughs> like, it's one of those when you get a Christmas present or something like that and you really, like you open it before, so you can't tell your parents, right. you know, and you're like, <laughs> I can't even acknowledge this, yeah. but you're so excited, you know? Um, <laughs> So that, that's a lot of what's going on. That's great. So how about you guys? What, what's the stuff that interests you? <sighs> For me, honestly, I think the most thing I'm looking forward to most is just, just getting out in public, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing if a fan came up to us, that would be like the coup de gras. Yeah. Be the yeah. coolest thing. If a fan came up was like, Hey, I'm a big fan. We would probably be speechless. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We found you. Ask. We found the one. We can't have fan. any fans. Who's the one? <laughs> it's just one guy that downloads it every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I just, just interviewing people about what they're into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love just showing up in a sea of nerds. They're just the coolest oh, yeah. people to hang out with. Like uh, I went to I went to Gen Con the past couple of years, and it's like I'm not really into board games or anything no. like that, or really any of the any of the real the real stuff there. I mean, I go through and like like talk to the vendors and stuff and um, all that, but it's just it's it's just a, an awesome environment. Like I kind of feel like at peace in that kind of place. Um, it's it's pretty cool, and I'm really excited about about this. Uh, uh, my thing is, uh, toys and action figures. Oh, yeah. Oh, the toys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the toys. Yeah. I, <laughs> I looked through, uh, just a bin of, of unopened toys today and just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here, this will oh, make you feel great. better. I was going through my storage unit the other mm-hmm. day and I needed to like move stuff around because it was a little full and I realized I had a stack because it was a really tall, like, uh, unit. I had a stack probably about 12 feet tall of empty boxes from my toys because I'm such a nerd. I can't throw the boxes away. Uh huh. Wow. Um, you know, because they're not mint in box, but they're still in box. Right. You know? Yeah. So I play with them and then I'm like, I meticulously put them back in. Yep. Um, yep. and I mean, see, now- I, I, I saved, uh, the cardboard back to my action figures. So like the, the action figures themselves are, are, you know, loose and I'd play with them and then just put them in a separate bin. But what I'd have is, is a box, a stack of just the, the cardboard back of action figures. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So my, cool. it, mine is similar to yours, except a little more, uh, easy to store, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice. Um, well, how about we move on to kind of our, our topic for the week? Uh, I guess Let's we're going to, like Chase, you mentioned that you were into kind of fantasy stuff oh, uh, yeah. as well. So I mean, like I just rewatched all the Lord of the Rings movies and extended or not extended. Oh, oh you got to do it extended. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in one sitting. No, I, tr- I did it once, and it really? was the most epic and uncomfortable thing in the world. Oh but, man, 
I wanted to do like a uh, like me and Mike have actually talked about this doing um a full trilogy of um the the, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, we just haven't gotten around to it. We actually just uh the three of us for Mike's bachelor party back in uh, uh September. It was oh yeah, it was September. September yeah. was a bachelor party. Um, September we went down there and uh, a bunch of uh Mike's friends. We all got together and we rented a theater down in Evansville. What? Yeah, and we screened the entire uh, original trilogy for uh, Star Wars. That's amazing. It yeah. was awesome. It was like the best day of my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was a total yeah. surprise, right, Mike? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go see hookers and strippers. And <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, what is this? How is this better? It's <laughs> amazing. It's even better. <laughs> yeah, I took his shirt off. That was close. Yeah, it was Okay. Awesome. Nice. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's so that was cool. great. So, um, so, uh, how about Lord of the Rings? Let's, let's just dive into that, I guess. Um, has anyone read the books? <laughs> uh, I read The Hobbit okay. in elementary school. I, I've read Lord of the Rings, um, three times. Oh, nice. Um, and the funny part was I was trying to see if I could get my brother to come along because he is one of the few people that I knew of that had seen all the, the Lord of the Rings movies and he's just now reading the books for the first time. Oh, wow. So it's really like I'm so far removed because I've mm. read it so many times and I've seen him so many times that it all kind of mashes together. Yeah. But yeah. he's one of the few people I'm like, oh, he's like a test subject. I'm like, so That's what, awesome. what do you notice? You know, the difference. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't read, I haven't read any of them. Mm -hmm. um, Me too. I yeah. I, yeah. I, I plan on reading them eventually, but, um, Kind of feels like a little bit of a commitment. Like when I read stuff, it's always like kind of I work nights, so I'm like always tired. So yeah. it's kind of like an extended commitment to read something. So um, eventually, there's just not enough uh, time to fit in Stephen King and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> exactly, because I'm a massive Stephen King fan. You are uh, without a doubt the biggest Stephen King fan I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because while watching the Lord of the Rings movies, I, all I kept thinking was, I need to read the Dark Tower series again. Oh, again. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's been the the most chronic pain in my life is listening to them almost making those oh, movies man. and then canceling I, it. I've shattered so many things. Yeah. I. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm almost glad that the Ron Howard thing kind of fell through or it seems to have fallen mm -hmm. through just because I feel like he can't, I, I don't, I don't think he would be able to handle it quite that well. And the, the way that you play it, like me and Tiny actually on, on the website, obsessiveviewer.com, we each wrote like basically how we would adapt to the series, uh -huh. <laughs> like just this full write up and everything. And it was, I think we both did like a mixture of TV and movies, right? Uh, mine was just TV actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I did, I did, mine was basically Gunslinger as a movie, Dark Tower split into two movies, and then everything else is like five seasons of TV. And, yeah. That's good. And, man. So I you're, just, you don't, you said Ron Howard was attached to it? Yeah, he, he. And you don't think it. the guy who directed Splash could handle it? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't forget about Cinderella Man, all right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I love that movie. That's Apollo a good movie, 13, yeah. Actually. Apollo 13, yeah. I, I just, I feel like I'm biased because I'm also a huge Lost fan, so I want Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams and Carlton Hughes and all them to kind of get together and do the Dark Tower. See, I'm trying to think. Right. I feel like J.J. Abrams is busy, but I can't. I, he might have a few. Remember. Something, <laughs> something he's doing. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that was the thing that really, like, because I, I enjoyed Lost and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And 
what happened to me was I didn't watch Lost when it came out. And so it was so inflated by the time that I was like uh, thinking about it. And mm-hmm. all I would hear was Abram's name. And I was like, you know, one of those, I have to keep away from it. And so I yeah. watched it. I really liked it. And then I heard that he had the rights to the movie and I was so happy. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I can't do this. And it's forever like changed my opinion of him. I distaste really? him so much now. The funny uh. thing about that is that they, um, it was, it was him and, and Damon Lindelof. Um, they, like, they're huge Dark Tower fans. Like, mm-hmm. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse are big, star, uh, Stephen King fans. Like, if you watch Lost, there's a lot of, like, little references, like, mm-hmm. here and there, just kind mm-hmm. of abstract references. There's a ton of them, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, they basically, they, they approached Stephen King and they were like, hey, we would like to, I, I think they asked for the rights or whatever. I think that, like, I don't think that he approached them or anything, but, um, and he's so, Willy nilly with his rights, I guess. So he was like, $19. yeah, sure. Nineteen dollars, and that's ridiculous. so. so awesome. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and that's why it was just it was so perfect. I was like, yeah, Abrams, and and I and I in no way like I respect Abrams' work, mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate that. But it was just I think that's what it was so well set up for me, and I was like really excited. And then when he said he couldn't do it, I, it just crushed me, yeah. you know. And I'm like, this is probably never going to get off the ground. Yeah, I can so. kind of respect their. Uh, I can kind of respect their their stance because they're they're such huge fans of it that they they see it as just being like they don't want to approach it they can't approach it, but man I wish they would yeah <laughs> like I've had like just thoughts like okay if I'm ever like on an airplane with like Damon Lindelof or J J Abrams like I'm going to bend their ear for the entire flight and convince them to do it see I just punch <laughs> them in the face you're, you're much better about it I, yeah. I would literally it's like I'd smash those glasses right into his nice. face well I mean uh. I think Chase, he, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, but you sound like a Star Wars fan. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm an original. I mean, you Star mentioned Wars the trading fan. card game. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> I'm just reaching. Um, I guess this could be a can of war opening a can of worms, but how do you <laughs> feel about Abrams doing Star Wars? Yeah, that is a can of worms you probably don't want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you feel about? We'll leave it alone. <laughs> how do you feel about them extending the, the front, like bringing it back for episode seven in general? There's, I mean, that, to me, there's no problem. Like it's been, I, I literally like, I remember having VHS of the original three and I watched them to the point we had to buy new ones, you know, it was just over and over again. And uh, that is cemented into my mind. Like a lot of it is imbued in my childhood. And so when they did the next three, it crushed it. So, I mean, it was just so bad to me that I like, they can't do anything worse in my Mm -hmm. opinion, you know, and it's not that they were awful. Mm -hmm. It's just, I had built it up so much, you know, and it had become something that you know, all this hype they had behind it. And it's like, yo, that Jar Jar Binks is going to be awesome. (laughs) You know? Well, and And Phantom Menace was awful. Yeah, Yeah. it was. And so, I mean, especially to, to lead with that. And so at this point, I'm like, you can't do anything wrong. I mean, take it in a Trek way and Star Trek way and just kind of just keep going. You'll have hits, you'll have misses, but you know, people get to see more of the universe. And I mean, already through, um, like comics and books, it's so huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. And I mean, I think that's really the difficult part when it's like something that is turned into such a giant thing based on three movies. Mm-hmm. Like no matter probably what he did, nobody was going to really be like, that's great. You know, right, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, I- I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for those kind of one shot ones, which are going to be like yeah. Han and, and, uh, and Boba Fett. Um, if that's still the case, that's the last I had heard about it. Cause that's, I mean, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, really, those are my two favorite characters. And if anybody, 
ever wants to have a 30 minute to hour long conversation with me, just come up and tell me the Greedo shot first. <laughs> and if you're bigger than me, I'll talk to you. If you're smaller, I'll probably punch you and then try to talk to you. See, so, I think the official word now is they shot at the same time. No, no, that's no, no. Since, since the Blu-ray. Nope, nope. I don't want to hear it. I got my VHS. I know how it goes. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm fully on your side. Fully. Yeah, I think a lot of, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are kind of having that, that similar attitude that like, you know, the three prequels are so bad they can't get any worse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's a good attitude to have because people aren't going to be quite so hyped for it. It'll, they'll have a better attitude going in. Think they won't be thinking this is going to be the greatest thing ever. So I think that's kind of how I feel too. It's like it can't get any worse. Yeah. So. Well, and I really feel that that Lucas did a good thing and selling it off was because I mean, really, now that it's not him doing it, mm-hmm. it's much easier for people to be forgiving of different things, you know. And they're like, "Well, this isn't, you know, the original." When with him, it was one of those like, "Dude, your first three, it was so great," you know. And then you put what was it, twenty? plus years almost in between. No, it wasn't 20, but it was about 15 years in between the movies, you know? So people like this legend of those just kind of grows and, and like in the culture, it just spreads. And then like you put the next one out and, uh, it doesn't help. It was just a bad, bad movie, (laughs) you know? Uh, There's no two ways about it. Yeah. (laughs) As, as someone who wasn't really a huge star Wars fan growing up or anything, I just never connected to it at a young age. Um, I, I liked Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good movie relative to the other prequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I just I don't know. I I liked how dark it was and um I, I'm hoping that they for the for for the new ones that they kinda go this kind of darker route because what what is most exciting to me about it is that JJ Abrams is approaching it as he's a fan. He he grew up loving Star Wars. So when you take those kind of people who, who love something and then give them the reins to that something, they're going to handle it with care and they're going to do it in a way that's going to honor the franchise while also leaving their mark. I, I would hope so at least. All right. I'm going to uh, jump in right here because <laughs> back when we were talking about the dark tower, he's like, well, I can respect that Abrams wants to back up because he likes it so much. Oh yeah. Now my counterpoint yeah, that I, I almost said that earlier too was, so I understand that completely, you know, <laughs> and like, and that on more of a personal sense, but the, the opposite way that I look at it is, okay, if the person that loves it so much doesn't do it, then more than likely it's going to end up with somebody who doesn't understand it, you know? Yeah. And then you're going to end up with like, I'm trying to think of a great comparison while not insulting any certain movie, but it's not going to happen. You know, just <laughs> some movie. Away, man. Insult yeah. away, yeah. Um, I was thinking of The Island um, with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Oh, wow. But not necessarily because that was so much a bad movie. That was just the first movie that came into my mind. Mm-hmm. So... um <laughs> Michael Bay's appropriate. Yeah. 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 You can get a, you get a Schulmacher in there or something. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh Interesting. So I'm sorry. I feel like I've, we got derailed. You were starting about Lord of the Rings. And then we got. Okay. We almost called the podcast derailed podcast. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Initially. Um, but I guess such is a nerdy conversation. Yeah. Just to get off. Off topic. So how do we segue this? Okay. So, uh, the prequels to Star Wars were unnecessary, unnecessary movies. Uh, Desolation of Smog. Go. Oh, <laughs> Mike. 
Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're not a you're not big into like fantasy in Lord of the Rings, are you? I'm not. I I'm really not. I guess okay. This is this. Should we just do a round uh where we where we kind of talk about our introduction to or feelings of Lord of the Rings and fantasy in general? Should we go that way? Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, um, I have been a Star Wars fan as long as I can remember. Uh, a sci-fi fan even longer. Um, one could make the argument that Star Wars is kind of more fantasy, just set in space, but whatever. Um, so one of the things I don't like about fantasy is the magic. Um, and then like my biggest qualm with the movie, The Hobbit was at the end, just the, the idea of like they were trapped on that tree with the, the orcs or whatever coming after them. Uh, and then like the, one of the, Greatest day ex, ex machina's I've ever seen. Gandalf says, "Well, I've, we'll fly away on some hawks. No problem. <laughs> They're eagles, uh, Mike. Eagles. Oh, you can see how I felt about the movie. Uh, so anyway, I I just didn't love it. And and for a while now, I have a lot of friends at work uh, who are huge Lord of the Rings fans. Several of them have already purchased their tickets to Desolation of Smog. Um, and I just they they give me a hard time because I can't adequately explain why fantasy uh and more specifically lord of the rings doesn't do it for me but it just doesn't okay that's fair yeah that's fair um, i i will i have seen all the movies i didn't see any of them i saw the hobbit in theaters but i didn't see uh any of the original rings movies in theater oh wow hmm. um that's interesting for you next, yeah yeah um, i get you on the the magic thing though mike because uh it's sort of it can sort of turn into a crutch, I guess. Like, oh, it is absolutely, yeah. Right. It's like you know, it's like, well, we need this to happen, so let's just make it a spell that they can give. You know, that's right. right. I, get, I get that. You know, it can it can be a crutch that way, but it's pretty amazing, though. You know, it's just you can <laughs> yeah. just do incredible things that I don't know that shouldn't you shouldn't be able to do. Uh, so that's that's what I like about it. Um, and plus, it's just it, it uses these just huge themes. Uh, um. Fantasy does, anyways. It, it just it's it's always like a classic scenario, but you just throw in incredible characters, and that's what makes it so great. Um, mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people complain about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as well uh, being incredibly long. They're really long, yeah. especially the extended ones. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's it's appropriate um, because the characters are so good. Like a lot of the stuff that you could. People say, "Oh, they should just cut this out." It was just just too much. It was people just talking. I I don't agree with it because it, it just made the characters that much better. So that's yeah. why that's what I like. And it is world building, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is is that they're creating these worlds that are just that's so amazing. And like with Lord of the Rings, you can you can dislike it. It can be not be your cup of tea or whatever. But you gotta admire just the sheer feat that was accomplished with making those movies. Uh, like Hobbit feet? Oh, <laughs> those yummy, hairy oh, Hobbit feet. Oh, yes. <laughs> but no, that's, that's actually a point I was going to make, too, is that yeah. uh, it's it's classic literature. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was you know, it was written in the 20th century, but still, uh, you know, it's taught in schools, and it, it feels classic, and it's so there's always such a huge responsibility that comes with that. I mean, so much other mm-hmm. classic literature that gets adapted into film or television, it a lot of the times, it's not that great. Uh, right. Look at the Gatsby movie that came out. That was horrendous. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's hard to adapt that kind of stuff. And I would say Peter Jackson just hit it out of the park. He did it as as well as 
as well as could be expected, in my opinion. I'll yes, I'll give you that, and I'll and I'll give Peter Jackson that nod. He he, uh, you know, for world building, he built a hell of a world, um, and it certainly looks cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of why I can't explain why it doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly well done, but meh. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, Mike. No, it's it's okay. it's, it's great. Um, Chase, how about you? What was what was the question? Uh, it was just we were going over. Lord of the Rings. Know, yeah. yeah. Attached. With Sorry. Why do you like it? And yeah. yeah. All that different stuff. Yeah. Um, well, the fun thing for me is is growing up with it so much and having. Uh, my problem is I think too much about everything, and so there's been numerous times where I've tried to figure that out: the difference between the fantasy and the sci-fi. You know, and you can basically break it down in the same way that, like, take it out of, take the fictional element out of it. And it's basically, it's like religion versus science, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because again, like magic it is, it's like that faith driven thing where it's something inside of us. And then science is, you know, those things that we create. And so exactly. you can, I like, I can totally understand when certain people are like, it's great. You know, I appreciate it, but I can't get into, you know, whether it is sci-fi or fantasy, they're like, I can't mm-hmm. do it because they're you know, they have like a fundamental lean towards the other direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because there is, there's certain things, you know, about fantasy that I'm like, it just doesn't, you know, like I, I want something quantifiable with it, mm-hmm. you know, where right. it's like, okay, I understand if you're doing that, but like, give me a basis for comparison, you right. know, like Gandalf. What? So you died, you <laughs> fell down this big <laughs> right. hole, right? But then like the next movie you're fighting and then you're on a mountaintop. Like, how did you fall into a mountaintop? How does that work? (laughs) So that's kind of the thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but with me, it's one of those, uh, like Tiny was saying, I mean, it's, it's classic in the fact that, I mean, I was, I was told to read The Hobbit in school, you know, and there's always this mythos behind it. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys ever get the chance, there is a version of The Lord of the Rings. It's all in one book and it's this big red leather bound book. Okay. And what they did was at the back of it, you got like a Tolkien. It's basically like his, his, uh, appendix. Mm-hmm. And so it has like birth records for like different dwarves. It has a huge map. Wow. There's just all which this- isn't that, um, a lot of which, uh, the, the, I guess the third in the Hobbit trilogy is based. So from- yeah, I mean, basically, and that's, you know, for me getting into it, like the Hobbit, it, it really, when I heard it was going to be like, First, I heard like two movies. I'm like, okay, I'll give you two movies. Then when I heard three, I kind of like, I, I just wanted to slap whoever was responsible on the face because it's one of those, it's not that there is not content, Mm -hmm. but you should just create separate movies to, to label them. The Hobbit is basically, they're like, we don't think if we labeled these as different movies, people would go see it. But if we just put the Hobbit on there, people will continue to go see it because they want another trilogy. Right. Right. Again, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But for me, like that first trilogy was so epic to me. Like I still haven't recovered. I don't have it in me to do that again, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm sure at some point I will. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the Hobbit is, it's kind of a culmination of not only, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien stuff, but I believe like his son's writings as well. It's like lost oh. tales is put in there as hmm. well. So it, and again, it's just, it's really odd, you know, because mm-hmm. of all the movies or, you know, of all the books you choose to make three movies out of, it's a popper, like a paperback book yeah. that's, you know, like 250 <laughs> to 300 pages long. Right. right. And it's, and it's, uh, it's much more kid friendly than the original trilogy. It's, it's a little fun 
fairy tale. And I think the story, if I, I could be wrong, so correct me if I am. You're wrong. Uh, but like the events <laughs> of the book, The Hobbit, will end when Desolation of Smog is over. And then the third one is all supplemental stuff. Oh, just like nothing but outtakes of hobbits yeah. falling over their feet. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Bonus features, right. So yeah. I just, I have one last part to throw in. And this mm-hmm. is just, I didn't go and see the, the Hobbit in movie theaters. I was just, I was kind of disgusted and I'm, oh, wow. I'm a bit like belligerent in certain ways, but I did, <laughs> I've watched it numerous times. Um, you know, and I went and I bought the DVD. So I felt like contributed because I, you know, if anything, I just still like fantasy is, is a gorgeous medium. Right. Um, but my favorite part of that entire movie is when they are with the cave trolls. And those cave trolls are hysterical. Oh, yeah. And there's the one really stupid one, and they're about to cook, like, a couple dwarves, and Gandalf's standing on that rock. And one of them's like, who's that? And he's like, I have no idea. And then he just cracks it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, you stupid trolls. I love you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, um, real quick, I mean, kind of switching switching gears a little bit. Uh, well, a lot bit, but... um. Game of Thrones. Do you watch? Do you watch that at all? Yes, I I, read I love that. I've read all the books. Um, nice. I've actually I bought. There was a. It was like a, a compilation of maps they put out. Oh wow! And they're big. Like they're, I mean, huge holdouts. Like I'm pointing to things in uh, <laughs> Matt's room here, so no viewers will be able to tell. But it's <laughs> it is giant in size, and wow. so there was like twelve of them in there. So you have. Like just Westeros, you have mm-hmm. Dothraki Sea, um, and you can put them all together and make a giant one. Um, but that has been, um, it's, it, it's just been so great. Like it really, mm-hmm. how I typically worked was I would, I'd read incessantly for like a couple of years and then I'd stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd always need something to like kick me back into it. And that's yeah. what Game of Thrones did to me. And I remember nice. my original idea was I'm going to read each book. So that I'm, I'm going along with the show. So I know what that whole season's going to be. I only made it to the second season. And then I was like, well, I, I just, I'm going to read a little bit of this third book. <laughs> yeah. And then I was done and I was, nice. I was just so pissed. So oh, yes, wow. I have been nice. That's, that was kind of my plan also. Like it was my plan at the end of season three. I'm kind of a late comer to the, to the series and, and the books. But at the end of season three, I was like, okay, well, I read the first book, watched the first season. Now I'm reading the second book and then like that's right when season three is ending. That's right when the wet, red wedding's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, something big has happened. I have no idea what it is, but if I keep reading this, I'm going to get spoiled before I can watch it or before I get to it. So I just, I just uh, put the book aside and watched it and all that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of, I'm rewatching the first season. And then when I'm done with that, I'm going to reread the second book and then go into the second season and do that. And hopefully I'm all caught up by, by March, I think, is when it comes back. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's a tall order, but, you know. Well, um, and I mean, that that is, is it leads me to this great thought of, like, I I think people all have their own um, view on how they want to do it in terms of, like, when you know something's coming out in film, you're mm-hmm. like, are you a read it before it comes out or are you a read it after it comes out? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, and it's great because I think, for me growing up, like I had always envisioned it as reading it before. Um, mm-hmm. and yet I can totally see the argument for reading it after, you know, because then you have all this visualization that you can use towards it. Um, and you get bonus things in the book that aren't in the movies or anything. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm the kind of person I know, I know that 
9.9 repeating times out of 10, the book is going to be better than the movie or TV show. So, Usually, yeah. so I'm, I, I feel compelled to get the, the best one out of the way first. Um, you know, I found that, uh, <clears throat> the case with TV shows or books in the TV shows is that oftentimes the TV show is at least as good, but often better. Uh, just because of, uh, with the reverse and movies, they have to cut things out to fit it to fit the, you know, two hour runtime. Right. But with TV, you have an entire season to play out the events of a book. So you get more in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess I'm, re- I'm referencing Dexter in particular. Uh, <laughs> now let's not let's get, not. you know, that's another can of worms as well. Uh, uh, but the first season of Dexter was very popular. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I watched it <laughs> and enjoyed it. Sure. And I thought it was better than the book. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's one of the things about uh, Game of Thrones and the Song of Ice and Fire is that I think, in in several ways, I think the the show is actually better than the books. And and one of them is that I think you know personifying the characters on the show gives them so much more depth. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I we had a we had a Game of Thrones special episode. We did it's like our second episode. Yeah. I talked about uh, Arya Stark as being my favorite character in the book. I was like, man, she's she's just so deep, and she's just like not what you would expect from that kind of character. But once I saw her on the show, she was even my favorite character on the show, even more mm-hmm. so than the book. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I think that the actress just gives her so much more depth uh, to to see her attitude when she gives all those lines. You know, something you wouldn't expect out of a nine year old girl. You know, right? Uh, I just that that's what blows me away about that show. It's just how the the characters are are even more deep and developed on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it really blows me away. Yeah, and all the child actors, yeah, yeah are, are phenomenal. Great. I mean, the the craziest thing to me is, I definitely like agree totally with Tiny about like certain ones. You know, you're like you're able to get that depth and that that you know like all that stuff that you don't pick up on in the book. But I, I think the show, what was amazing to me about that was. You know, I already kind of had cemented what characters I really liked, and some of them were, you know, plus or minus a bit by the show. But the show, it caused me to to love these characters, and I'm pretty sure I'm never going to get a C again. Like <laughs> zero. F- uh, it was Arya's weapons master in the oh, first yeah. season, Sirio. Uh, yeah, Sirio, and I can't remember his last name, but that dude was amazing. That Just was awesome, bashing people with a wooden sword. And I'm like, <laughs> we need more of him. Um, but yeah, it's. That as well as, and I don't know if you, because you haven't read past I'm, book two, right? Yeah. Chinese, what about? I've only read through Clash of Kings. Okay. So, Jamie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. Jamie Lannister is my favorite character right oh, now. Nice. Exactly. And a lot of people, like, huh. if you've only watched the show, um, you're like, WTF. Right. You know, like, <laughs> why are you two, like, what is yeah. fundamentally wrong with you? <laughs> But that has been one of the most amazing things about this is it's set in a fantasy world, mm-hmm. but it's so realistic in terms of how people are reacting and different things yeah, they're doing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, the, oh, sorry. I was just going to say to the point where I remember, um, reading the, you know, watching the first season, reading the book and I was like, when are we going to get some magic? I'll take a dragon <laughs> right. or two, just something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, once I got like five or six episodes into it, I was like, I don't even care anymore. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. even you started with the White Walkers. That was like the first thing you got to see. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so. But um, 
It's funny you mentioned you mentioned Jamie Lannister because I totally see that. Uh, not knowing what happens in the books or anything, but in season three there was that that scene where he's in the bathhouse or whatever yes. with uh, Brienne of Tarth. I mm-hmm. guess yeah, is her name. Um, it's just like, first of all, the actor is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm picking up a lot more of, of his resentment of his of his Kingslayer like title um, in the first season that I didn't really pick up. Because I didn't have like that, they didn't have that scene until season three. So I'm kind of picking up a lot on on a lot more on that in in my rewatch, and I'm really excited about it because because I'm watching it on Blu-ray and it's just oh, it's fantastic. so nice on it's Blu-ray, so gorgeous. Yeah, um, I know they film a lot of it. They film some of it in Iceland, something like that. Yeah, the stuff on the wall they film in Iceland and like some Scotland. It's just it's yeah, beautiful. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially knowing that. Um, the Khaleesi, uh, Targaryen, like, Daenerys. yeah, Daenerys, she, like, I think the first season, it wasn't until their rap party that she actually got to meet the other people in the cast. Oh, you know? wow. She was always like totally on a different continent <laughs> filming. And so that's like, awesome. Yeah, I think they filmed it like Morocco or something. Something like that. Yeah. That's so exotic. They're literally continents yeah. apart. Oh, man, Indiana yeah. Jones was probably over there too. <laughs> good time. You mean Disney's Indiana Jones? <laughs> That's right. They just got all the rights in Oakland, didn't they? They did. Shut your mouth about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is my favorite movie. Oh, I'm totally, I haven't oh, even seen it. I haven't even seen it. You I'm haven't even it. seen it. You've never seen it? Bothered, I haven't bothered seeing it. Yeah, no, there's, don't, don't worry. Yeah. You're not yeah. missing much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a movie. Yeah, it's yeah, a movie. It is. Yeah, I recently rewatched. I got the Blu-ray set, oh, yeah. the original three, and I've been rewatching nice. that. And I do. I like. I'll be sitting there, and a lot of times I put movies on. And I'll do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing. It was like if I wasn't watching Star Wars, I was watching some sort of Indiana Jones movie. Nice. And I'll be like in another room, can't even really hear what's going on, and I'll just start like verbatim, like reciting the lines. <laughs> yes. like, that sounds like me, you know. <laughs> My name is Dog in the app. That sounds like me with every TV show ever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we're running close to an hour. Um, do you want to hear on the derailed podcast? Here on the derailed podcast. <laughs> feel like it at all? Tra- no, it's, it's a great conversation. Um, we'll wrap it up with uh, Desolation of Smog because. Yeah. Planning on seeing that? Like, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're totally going. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll yeah. go with you guys. You guys I'm let me totally know when you're going. Cause I mean, okay. it's one of those, what's happened to me a lot is unless it's a Marvel movie right mm-hmm. now, I always intend to see movies, but then I never get around to it. Yeah. And so if I know I could go with other people, um, yeah, I'm always down for it. Awesome. Uh, Cause I think the last thing I saw was Ender's Game. Oh, yeah. Which that's why I started going on IMDb like eight years ago. I was like, let me wow. know when this movie's coming out. Yeah. And then the Indiana Jones was in it. And I'm like, well, you got me right there. Nice. That's Mike's favorite books. Yeah. 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 It is. yeah dude, yep. it's seriously, that's, that hmm. changed my outlook on the world when I read that like oh, wow. 10 years ago. It was yep. just, it was so amazing. And to think like that was written for young adult. Yep. Um, I had a friend, they, they put out the hardback for that. Like they re-released the hardback for Ender's Game and there was a preface in it by card. Um, and what was so crazy is he had talked about reading the foundation trilogy by Asimov and mm-hmm. that inspired him to write it. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, and it just, it, it blew me away. I mean, just like the overall thought process behind it. And then, you know, when it came out, it was like, 
all these things that I had been trying to put in my mind, like how it would look and all that. And like finally mm-hmm. getting to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it, it was, it was so validating. Oh, I yeah. went and saw it, I think nice. twice in IMAX. Great. Oh, wow. So, Mike, do so you, you, you enjoyed it then? Um, I enjoyed it. I gave it, you know, there's so many, like, Mike, we could, we could have a totally separate conversation. Like, like <laughs> I know we could. About I it. feel like we've said that four times already. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, like, it was one of those, I gave it, I gave it a, a pass in terms of like, they don't know they're going to be able to do more movies mm-hmm. because obviously there's stuff they had to leave out, you know, like we said about any movie. Um, right. and some of the right. stuff, they move some things around, you know, to right. make it a bit more convenient. But I'm like, the core elements I felt for me were there. And a yeah. lot of it was just the, the kid they got to do it was, was great. Yeah, he's um, awesome. And so it's still set up so there can be another one. Okay. Um, hmm. because it's just, there's so much just great stuff with it. And I think just yeah. overall, it, it's crazy, like just sitting there and thinking about like this, this could actually happen in terms of children are the best learners. Like you can pump yep. them full of information and they will right. be able to do it. And so right. now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm wanting to have children to see if I can just like <laughs> fill them with information and turn them into a super child. Yeah. Chase army. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, like I really liked, I liked the movie a lot too. I wrote, I uh, wrote a feature for it on the blog and uh, my only real big complaint uh, was that the book takes place in a span of, I want to say seven years or eight years. Uh, and the movie was months. Yeah. <laughs> and well, so that kind of took, uh, it took a little of the weight on Ender's shoulders off of it for me. And it just seems quick and rush. Uh, and as far as like doing a sequel, they definitely left it open, but how in the world they'll do a speaker for the dead movie for young adults <laughs> yeah no, I, I, mean, I don't know i think they're probably just gonna do a hobbit-esque thing and just like mash up a bunch of the rest of it yeah know? probably hmm. yeah so now an under shadow movie oh give I'm me that board. bean give me some bean that's what i'm I want. on board i every oh. every scene with bean in the movie i was like that's bean and i love him <laughs> <laughs> he's so awesome he's smarter than ender and we don't even know it <laughs> oh bean wow <laughs> wow um that's so desolation crazy. of smog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what are our expectations for? Because this is, this episode is going to be released on on uh, Friday when it when it releases. So we haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet or anything. So um, even when I saw the trailer for uh, what was the first one? An Incredible Journey there and back again. What what was the subtitle of the first one? Um, and uh, mo money, mo money, mo <laughs> money, mo money. That's right. Mo yeah. dragons, mo problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, an unexpected journey. An unexpected journey. Yeah, what I say? Incredible journey? Incredible journey. Anyway, <laughs> an unexpected journey. Uh, even when I saw the trailer for that, I was unimpressed. I will say the Desolation of Smog trailer looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's voice yes. with the low, bassy, bassy dragon sound uh, <laughs> gives me chills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Yes. It'll It'll be fun. I really hope it changes my opinion of fantasy, but I know that is a lot of weight to put on the shoulders of an unnecessary sequel. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. How about you guys? Um, Tiny? Yeah, I, you mentioned Benedict Cumberbatch. He's kind of like slowly becoming my favorite actor. Yeah. Uh, he just blows me away in everything, including uh, Sherlock. 
He's just fantastic. Uh, I love him. He's amazing. Um, and I think, unless I'm mistaken, he actually, I think he did motion capture for the Necromancer as well. <laughs> yes. I know he does. Huh. Yeah. I think he even did motion capture. So that's, I'm just excited for that. Um, and yeah, it looks like this is going to be a more action-y type mm-hmm. than, than adventure, like the first mm-hmm. one was, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of how Two Towers was, you know. Right. Um, oh, all them fightings. Yeah. The, Wars. The Helm's Deep. War oh, yeah. or the battle was just incredible. Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm kind of hoping for some of that in uh, in Desolation of Smaug. So nice. I, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, Sweet. it's um, I mean the same. Like I, I, one of the reasons for my excited numerous for my distaste of when I heard it was three movies is <laughs> I love the Sherlock show. Mm-hmm. Like Sherlock Holmes has always been like my favorite fictional character. Mm-hmm. Um and this show was just like literally like time. Was, this was blowing me away. I was like, this is nice. so amazing. Like, I don't know if you guys heard my text went off. It's the Irene Adler moan that really? he has on his. Yeah. I had to find that's it. Cause I was like, that's awesome. so awesome. That's um, nice. but they're like, yeah, we're not going to do this. Martin Freeman, you know, he's going to be doing it. I'm like, okay, well he's in one Hobbit movie. That's cool. It's like two. Okay. Whatever. Three. I'm like, I got to punch somebody in the face again. You know, I'm just going around. It's like the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I just got to go around, just beating face. Um, awesome. So I finally get to awesome. hear Cumberbatch, and that's what I wanted because I had heard that he was in it. Um, so in this one, will definitely be more actiony, and that's the thing is, I mean, take away whatever storytelling, you know, if it's fantasy, whatever. Mike, I know, I know, I know, but it's going to be amazingly shot. You know, it'll be some great CGI. Absolutely. So just Absolutely. what you do, Mike, is you imagine instead of swords, they're all using like lightsabers. I know. Right. It's, right. I absolutely make the comparison. But again, I'll say this and I've said it before. I don't know how to separate it because Star Wars has a wizard. It has magic. It has swords fights. It has a princess. It has pirates. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I, 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 the crazy part is I don't think there's a difference. It's just whatever, like, kind of medium the person's most comfortable with, whether it's, yeah. like, robots and stuff like that. And, and the fact that, like, we're not using this because we could tap into this, like and, – and I'm a Magic the Gathering player, so I always think of mana when I'm oh, thinking yeah, of, like, yeah. how to tap uh-huh. into, like, cast stuff. But, like, you know, we don't have that ability. So instead we have, all, like, all these science or – Midichlorians, which that was right, another right. fail. Yeah. But, oh. <laughs> you just said a swear word on the podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll bleep it out. You have no idea how, like, I mean, it was one of those, I wish there could have been a camera on my face when I was watching <laughs> Phantom Menace, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, like so many others where it's just like sheer disappointment, rage, you know, it's like you're getting ready for death. You're going through yeah. all those seven stages. You're like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's going to get better. It's not going to get better. Oh, Jar Jar's yeah. back on. No, this is, okay. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say yippee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about at this point. Uh, just jabbering, jabber walking. Yeah, um, desolation. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully uh, if I end up coming with you guys, you won't mind if I sit there and heckle the movie too terribly. No, no. I'll try and be quiet about it. But nice. um, Legolas with a love interest seems rather comical. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I'm excited for it because, like you guys said, Benedict Cumberbatch in more action and and that scene in the in the um in the trailer. Like I haven't read the book or anything, but the scene where Bilbo is bargaining or or or, or um talking to to Smaug, yeah. and it's just like just the way that I'm like. <sighs> Sherlock and Watson. Um, <laughs> they're talking. Um, awesome. But, and I was going to mention... Uh, Sherlock doesn't look so good. No, no. Um, Legolas, he's he's not in the book, is he? 
He's not in the Hobbit, no. but no. I mean, it's really like poor Orlando Bloom just, um, you know, kind of messed up with all those pirate movies. And he's like, I got to get back in this. Put me in a Hobbit movie. I'm pretty. Yeah. Ladies love me. Yeah, yeah. Is. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to get some backstory on him, but then, I mean, I don't know. It seems also kind of superfluous. Like, it doesn't really need to happen. Um, I don't know. But, it'll be, but that's it'll be also more supplemental stuff. Like, yeah, he was exactly. mentioned in The Hobbit, like, um, he's the, he's, what is it, like, the Elven King's, his son? Oh, yeah. Right? So Elrond's he's mentioned, son? uh, and so they're just gonna kinda expand on that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even consider um, I just the want whole more Gimli. Uh-huh. You know? I know, right? There's <laughs> yeah. glowing in, in, in The Hobbit, but yeah. Gimli. It's like, if you're going to put Legolas in there, I understand he's pretty or whatever, whatever, yeah. but what about us people that like dwarves? Yeah. Over here. <laughs> yeah. And beards. Don't forget beards. Yeah, yeah more yeah. beards. <laughs> Let's put it together. Give me some tree beard. I'd love yeah. some more tree beard. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're pretty much running over. Do you guys want to switch over to some potpourri? Let's do, Let's it. do it. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say I'm I'm probably gonna end up. It's uh, gonna be about my time. Oh, okay. End up okay. going. Um, okay. But yeah, I've got one thing I would love to throw out there. Yeah, absolutely. Go going. go right ahead. Oh, okay. Um, just the the one thing that uh somebody posted it through. I can't remember what the official magazine was, but we have our first officially recognized cyborg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You have to look it up. Yeah. The guy apparently was colorblind and he's had, uh, augmentation to his head and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have our first cyborg. It's good. That's awesome. I'm going to get super feet and I just want to do one of those jumps, you know, where I get to land on my knee and just crush cement. That's, I've been wanting to do that my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's going to be a good 10 years, you know? I mean, oh, gosh. Nice. So many cyborg ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for the movies. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's plural, all six of them that yeah. they're gonna put out. Um so then do you do you gotta get going there? Yeah, I gotta get okay, going. Cool. So well, is it all right if I just pop Yeah, out here? that's cool. Uh thank you so much for, yeah. for joining us. Bye Mike. Yeah. Bye. It was great thank talking you for being with on. you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back, Mike. Yeah. Also tonight, we know Gen Con is a huge hit here. Well, now, a new convention is hoping to also hit it big here in Indianapolis. The leaders behind Indie Pop Con hope their grassroots idea takes off in the Circle City. Organizers are telling us they have already seen a positive response from Hoosiers, and they expect 10,000 people to attend their first-year convention. They say they want to offer people a different atmosphere than you normally would expect to see at Comic Con or Gen Con. We're actually just trying to do something a little bit different. Often those conventions specialize in a certain subculture, but we're really trying to blend together a lot of different subcultures. So we want somebody who comes out that loves video games to rediscover comic books. We want somebody that comes out that loves anime to discover podcasts and YouTube uh, channels. So we want people to come out and enjoy the things that they love and discover things that they might have missed otherwise. Okay, so if this sounds interesting... Here's what you need to know. Indie PopCon will be May 30th through June 1st of next year. So, of course, you can find all the Indie PopCon information at IndiePopCon.com. Like I said, we're going to be there, and uh, we have a booth set up and all that, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to be doing interviews um, there, and if you're in the Indianapolis area, definitely, definitely look uh Look into checking it out because it looks like it's going to be it's going to be really cool. Even if you're not, uh, fly in for exactly, it. Exactly, yes. it'll be worth it. Yes, I know we got some listeners in like California and Arizona, yeah. and surely they will gladly accept uh, out of state visitors. So, no, yeah, all means. 
Yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, here we're going to do our potpourri. Yep. <laughs> um, it's a little messy, but... Um, Tiny, how about you? You want to go first? Yeah. The uh, movie I watched uh, that I wanted to talk about lately was a movie called Lovelace. Um, it's, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up something inappropriate on each episode. <laughs> um, the movie is about, uh, Linda Lovelace. Uh, she was, uh, most famous, uh, she's only famous for, uh, appearing in the pornographic film Deep Throat back in the seventies. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's actually a pretty cool, um, actually it's a pretty interesting story how it all came about. Um, it was, I think the movie was based off of, uh, a, a biography she may have wrote, um, and based off some accounts that she gave, uh, there were some court cases she was involved in and, uh, some of it was taken from her depositions, but, uh, there's a lot of controversy uh, surrounding how, how she got into the movie and how she... There was apparently some questionable uh, aspects of her marriage. Uh, apparently, her, according to her, her husband was incredibly abusive towards her, and basically forced her into all this terrible stuff. Um, and it's it's all depicted in the film, and it's 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 pretty interesting. Um, uh, let's see, what's his name? I can't think of the actor who plays her husband, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. <laughs> um, but uh, Amanda Seyfried plays Linda Lovelace, and she's man, she's a great actress. Uh, she's got she, a really like bright future. Oh, totally. She's, she's awesome. Definitely. So uh, yeah, she was she was really good in it, and it's an interesting movie. It's a side of that story that I didn't know. Um, I've never seen the movie before, but you know, it's hugely famous. It made mm-hmm. like back in the seventies, it made like over a hundred million dollars, which is insane for that yeah. time period. So, um, it was a, it was an interesting movie. It wasn't incredible, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of credit for the performances. Um, yes. it was good. You said that it was, uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried. So how recent is this? Cause I haven't really heard of it. I think it came out either like 2011 or 2012. Something okay. like that. I'm not sure when they filmed it, but I think it's, it's fairly recent. I'm pretty sure, uh, it, it was actually this year. It may have been. I think it's a 2013 movie. Early 2013. It could have been, maybe. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. So, huh. Wow. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Relevant to my interests. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, how about you? Do you want to do your poetry? Sure. Uh, <laughs> relative to my interests, <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to sound like a broken record on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Friday the 13th sequel upcoming. Ugh. Again, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I mentioned back in October that Paramount recently uh, came to uh, reacquire the rights to the Friday the 13th franchise, the name, the characters, the locations, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's just been, you know, rumors flying around about uh, what is going to happen next. Uh, well, they've announced a release date, Friday the 13th, uh, March 2015. Wow. Uh, will be the next one. Wow. Uh, at this point on the, on the production schedule, it's just listed as Friday the 13th, 2015. Uh, so, you know, it's not a Platinum Dunes movie, so there's no tell. Is it going to be a sequel? Is it going to be a remake? The, you know, no telling so far. Uh, but the news I like the most, well, there's two. One of them, uh, is that it could possibly take place during winter. That's Which what you I, mentioned last time, I think. Yeah, and, that uh, and the cool. other one is the possibility that it might be uh, a found footage movie. Mm. Huh. Yeah. You, what do you guys think of that? You said that it excites you. 
It does excite me. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I think the found footage thing <laughs> is tired. Mm-hmm. It's very tired. A little bit. Um, but I've never seen a, a found footage slasher movie. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I'm also tired of the way they've been doing Friday the 13th. Right. Uh, so just the, the two, the idea of those two things kind of being new again together intrigues me. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'd say, yeah, anything to freshen, you know, make it fresh and new to, to freshen up the, the franchise. That's, mm-hmm. if it, you know, it, it could definitely work, obviously, and be really awesome. So, yeah, I'd say anything that makes it unique. That's that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh would you rather it be just a fresh take like completely or do you want it to kind of be um um a sequel or somehow a sequel to the 2009 one? Or even even somehow uh well, yeah. Or just somehow. kind of put into the series? Yeah, I don't know. To, there's, you know, there's so much they could do. Yeah. Is there any um, is there any continuity that you wanted to continue from or do you want it to be a fresh thing? Well, I mentioned in my uh what was that? The uh classics adaptations uh, and remakes. Adaptations and remakes, yeah. Article we released on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I had the Friday the 13th one and uh I mentioned that the Friday the 13th part 4 would be good to remake I, anything in that continuity. Anything before like Zombie Jason, I think, would be interesting. <laughs> Zombie Jason was part six, right? So anything like that would be cool or a fresh take. That's um, cool. So I don't know. We'll see. Nice. Um, I guess that just leaves me for potpourri. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently, like within the past couple of days, rewatched uh, Pleasantville for the first time. In, oh wow! Hmm. It's been several years, and. uh <laughs> like Tiny, I know that you're not a big fan of Tobey Maguire. Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah, but <laughs> he was he was pretty good in in Pleasantville, and it spoke to me at first. It was an interesting viewing because I basically watched it, and it had like a um, it 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 spoke to my TV nerddom because he's obsessed with this classic sitcom, and he's basically going to he's you know, like he's prepping for this for this marathon and everything that's when he gets transported into it with his sister yeah but so that spoke to me and then it's kind of goofy as it goes along but then what surprised me was something that i didn't remember from my first viewings um previous to this was that there was it, it becomes an interesting allegory for like 1950s racism and it's something that doesn't you don't really expect out of this kind of movie um because as as the movie as they kind of discover their sinful ways or whatever or, or less idyllic things the the town and the people become colorized out of black and white. Um, it's just an interesting. It, it was an interesting dynamic depicted in the movie because it it really mirrored kind of the the racial tension of the of the fifties and kind of a kind of a almost not really campy but kind of comical kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll kind of give you a Tobey Maguire in that movie. Uh, I, I will never say that he's good, right. but I think if he has to be in a movie, have it be a character like that that's kind of a dork and just yeah. stereotypically nerdy. Uh, he's he suited the character to an extent. Yeah. So I'll I'll give him the tiniest modicum of credit for that. Nice. So what do you? Otherwise, he's awful. Where does the hate come from? When when did you uh destroying the character of Peter Parker in Spider Man? But isn't isn't Peter Parker a nerd? Yeah, but he was a terrible nerd. 
Uh, I think he was just that, like this, that's what I thought when they first announced Tobey Maguire is going to be Spider Man. I was like, okay, cool, this will be good. Mm-hmm. But it, when I saw it, I was like, the, they just absolutely dropped the ball on it. I didn't, I didn't get that sense from him at all. I didn't, I didn't get the sense that he was being genuine with his mm-hmm. nerddom, if you will. Um, and he's just never been that good in anything else that I've seen him in. He's ruined plenty of movies. So. I I hated him in Brothers. Oh yeah, like yeah. The scene kind of toward the end where he has the big freak out and all that. Like it's a serious movie and all that. But when he's freaking out in the kitchen and banging things, all I think about is like a toddler having a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like my little nephew. He could have probably done a better performance. <laughs> but you know what's weird? I think that's how he actually is. I think he's just a weird guy. He kind of seems that Could way. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I guess it about wraps it up, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. It right. wraps it up like a um, Christmas present. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of which, is next week the Christmas episode? Because I'm so excited. I believe it is. I think we're going to split. It's going to be the season finale, and we're going to split it into two episodes. One about Christmas on TV and Christmas, and one about Christmas movies. Cool. Um, Goody. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I, I like it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so as always, uh, I'm Matt at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny's at Obsessive Tiny. Mike is at I am Mike White. You can find us uh, um, on Facebook at the Obsessive Viewer, and you can also find uh, find the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com where you post a lot of uh, good content. Um, and then also you can shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, pretty much find us on Tumblr and then Google Plus, all that stuff. Interact with us because we like hearing your feedback and we like hearing how you, what you think about things. We're lonely. Um, yeah, we are lonely. Yeah, so I get some, <laughs> lonely. Yes. I need to get some flack for the Glee thing. Yeah, we got hate mail. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was good. It yeah. felt good. We've given crap to so many things and Glee was the final. Yes, the, the Glee straw that brought the camels back. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Uh, and you weren't was, even like really that you weren't saying anything I really wasn't. mean. I think what it was, I, I don't know what it was, but it was, it was just weird. Cause she, like, she was like, <laughs> like she even said like, your site is a mess. And I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Thanks for the clicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. That kind of feedback is just funny to me because it's like, it's like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I don't like your opinion or anything. It was like, she literally said, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Um, whatever. Um, so, Oh, by the way, um, Listeners, if you like our intro music, our new intro music that was is on this episode and last episode, mm-hmm. uh, it's by a band called Star Tissue. Yes, uh, they recorded the songs and they were super cool to let us, um, f- you know, kind of pick through their music and and uh, and we picked that song uh, and we're super glad to have it. Uh, really excited that they allowed us to have it. So check yeah. them out on SoundCloud or Facebook. Again, the band is called Star Tissue. Star Tissue. I'll put links to the show notes and everything. And uh, like, uh, like, like Mike said, we love it. And then we're, we're so glad that they got to do that uh, or let us do that. Um, cool. That'll do it. Uh, that about does it. So uh, until next time, guys. Feel better, man. I know. Feel, you feel better, better too. You feel sick too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> See you guys. Right, thanks. Maybe I should put like. It would be cool if like they had like a radio announcement or something. You know what? Go ahead and like intro it, and then you can maybe find a way to finagle it together. Yeah. Edit it together. Yeah. I just the way that I the way that you said it and the way that I heard it was you know just go ahead and shut the.
<laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. He I go swear. ahead and do it. Um, 